0: Well, it's another Monday and this is Wake Up With Casey. I'm Kimberly. And today I have an interesting topic to talk about. You know, what is emotional intelligence and how can we tap into it in order to help us transform our lives for the better and be the best version of ourselves? Well, today I have a keynote speaker, an author, a professor, and the founder of hospitalitylawyer.com. And Stephen Barth joins us today. Welcome Stephen, how are you doing today?
1: Doing great, Kimberly, thanks for having me.
0: Well, it's a pleasure and honor to have you on my show. And uh, when I came across uh, some information about you, you mentioned about emotional intelligence. Can you please share with us How this began for you in discovering about emotional intelligence?
1: I I sure can. Uh, Just a lot of people are confused about hospitality lawyer. It just means that we're kind lawyers. That's what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we we focus on hotels, restaurants, travel, but but that's a different topic for another day, perhaps. But I, I got into emotional intelligence, Kimberly, many moons ago uh, probably 17 or 18 years ago now. Uh, but I, at first kind of, uh, you know, some people need to get hit in the head with a brick sometimes to get things. And I, I was one of those people sadly back in the day. Um, so I really had two opportunities to embrace EI, emotional intelligence. The first one I did not, uh, take, take the opportunity to pursue it. And I i don't have many regrets in my life, but that's certainly one of them. The second uh, time around, uh, when it hit me in the head, I was like, okay, this is different. So back in the day, um, I was going through some challenges. I had a young daughter and her mother and I didn't see eye to eye, and so we had agreed to get together with a psychologist and try to you know, get things Uh, find some solutions to some of our challenges and I found myself getting angry and frustrated and uh, after my daughter's mother left the room the psychologist looked at me point blank and said why do you let her do that to you and of course my reaction and she was talking about my anger my frustration and how I would react to that and my, my response my immediate reaction to the psychologist was what are you talking about? I'm not letting her do anything, right? This is how I, you know, this is my perception. This is how I behave, right? And, and so uh, she was kind enough not to uh, hit me over the head anymore. Uh, and she calmly listened. And then uh, as sometimes psychologists do, they want you to find your own way. Uh, I really wish she had hit me over the head some more, but she didn't. <laughs> So, I had to continue to find my own way, which took another, oh, 10 years or so. And I had a mentor who said to me, You need to read this new book. It's out, it's called Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goleman. And uh, I said, Okay, sure, because I really valued this guy's insight. And so I read it and I went, Holy cow if I had just known about this since I was eight years old or whatever it was, because Kimberly, and I'll get to what it is in a moment, but it's one of the few things i found, Kimberly, and I know you've discovered things in your life as well that can really change our destiny. Yes. And, and, and emotional intelligence is one of those things.
0: Wow. Please share us more
1: will do so the fundamental message for me was that i was giving away my emotional power so when i think back to that psychologist saying to me why are you letting her do that to you you see my ego was in the way going oh man i'm not letting anybody do that right and so what but Turns out that's exactly what I was doing. That's exactly what millions of people every single day do. And our emotional power, our emotional energy is one of the most valuable things that we have as human beings. And yet we continuously give it away, right? I'll give you an example. You're driving down the freeway, right? Everybody's had that experience and you, somebody cuts you off on the freeway. What's your first reaction? No sign language, please.
0: Oh, <laughs> sign language. I love that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You get angry.
1: You, we, we get angry. We get frustrated. We get mad. We, 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 try to, we try to cut them off to get even, right? See, and and so here, here's the question, though. If you don't react to that, not you, but Jenna, but if we don't react to that, what happened? Nothing exactly you get a 100 you get an a plus because nothing happens we go on with our peace our contentment our productivity right we don't let somebody that we've never met before we're never going to meet them again unless we chase them down right right and 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 so we don't let them interfere with our peace our joy our contentment and and that's the real key because you have to uh, Emotional intelligence a lot more to it than this but just to get us started is Can anybody make us angry? Can anybody make us jealous? Can anybody make us frustrated? Not unless we let them So you see if we continue to say that makes me so mad you make me so angry The power equation is going to the other person. When we say nobody can let nobody can make me angry, nobody can make me frustrated, nobody can make me jealous unless I let them. Where's the power? Ah. Power is here.
0: So let me ask you something, Stephen. Since you're talking about emotional intelligence, you know, I, I I talk about limited beliefs, mental programmings, and emotional. Energetic traumas, sure. and could that be that we just followed our uh, programming of behaving in that matter, and with the, I wouldn't say emotional intelligence, but that emotional energy by our upbringing, what we watch, you know, uh, society, even religion.
1: You, you're exactly right. That's exactly what it is. The concept of emotional intelligence, Kimberly, is, at least a big part of it, is rescripting what's going on in that subconscious of ours that is so powerful. And you have to rescript it. I like to use the analogy, your brain is your hardware, like your computer, right? Mm-hmm. Your so- your your subconscious is your software. So when your software on your computer gets viruses, we we stop it immediately, we clean it out, right. But we rarely take the time to clean out the viruses that you mentioned that have built up over time from our childhood, our role models, our religious uh, indoctrination in some respects, uh, societal aspects that we're told are norms, right? All of those build up and then we habitually default to those so that when a trigger occurs, right, that's how we react. And emotional intelligence is about, hold on a minute, I don't have to react like that. Right? I can see things differently. I can talk myself off the ledge. I can self-soothe. Plus, while I'm thinking about this, I can change my habits. And I change my habits by kind of daily affirmations, daily mantras that kind of eventually replace those poor habits and reactions and turn them into Good habits are what we like to call responses. Pro, so we, 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 we're transitioning from negative reactions to proactive responses. That's the crux of emotional intelligence.
0: Well, with the affirmations and the mantras, would you agree that you have to create a state of being, a emotional positive energy to go with those affirmations and mantras and and it takes like what 21 to 30 days to form a new habit so it right. takes practice
1: on average yeah so no you're exactly right so you it's all about building that foundation first right deci- deciding the kind of per- the kind of person you want to be cuz that's really a cool thing right as you talk about we we have the power to create whoever we want to be right Some of us have different opportunities to get there. Some of us have advantages and disadvantages, but we all have the opportunity to create the person we want to be. Right. And once we've created that person and created the energy that we want to surround us and that we want to share, that's part of the foundation. Right. So it's my experience, Kimberly, is everybody, most everybody would like to sit in that space of, of, peace and joy and contentment, right? And once you found that, once, as you pointed out to so many, once you become that person you really want to be, meant to be, then it's it's much easier, I think you'll agree. Yes. To be in, to be in that space of peace, joy, and contentment. And that along, and that provides that energy you're talking about. It could there could also be a spiritual component. Many people, you know, enjoy that part of it as well. Whatever it takes to, to help you stay in that space, right? Then that's your foundation, and then it you're going to be very reluctant to let anybody knock you off that piece, right? You're going to stay in that mode. And back to your other point about on the average 21 days to change habits, to change behavior, I'm going to reach for something. Yes, I have a card uh, that I typically hand out at my talks, which is I ask people if they'll devote one minute a day to changing their destiny and to becoming more peaceful, more joyful, more content. And how many people do you think raise their hands when they, you know, (laughs) right? Everybody does. And so then I leave them, I leave them with two cards. These are just little bookmarks. Uh, One is um, this light blue is your uh, your goals to becoming more emotionally intelligent. And then this one is how you shift and rescript those habits you mentioned, right, to make them more proactive. So, just for an example, um, I, I, will, uh, I will not waste a drop of my emotional energy. I will review and vi- I will script my proactions. I will review and visualize my script. And then we get into some of the key components about building that foundation. I will practice being still. I will practice my patience. I will make choices. I will accept responsibility for those choices, right? I will listen empathically. And these are all built around the four pillars of emotional intelligence, self-awareness, self-regulation, innovation and resiliency, as well as uh, empathy. And so we, you continuously rescript that dialogue that's in your subconscious. So you're pushing out those vital cyber viruses, like we talked about, but mm-hmm. you're reinstalling new software. And then literally, we found that if you'll, a minute a day, 30 seconds at night before you go to bed, 30 seconds in the morning to set your intentions about the kind of person you want to be, and it really makes an impact. Yeah.
0: Wow. And um, is it possible that I could put those bookmarks on, uh, I'll put it in the description so people can get access to it?
1: Yes, we've got them digital. I'll have my team send them over to you as soon as we wrap up.
0: That would be great. Any little bit of help that we can get to help yeah. transform yeah. people's lives, and I'm well, sure my audience will definitely appreciate that. And you know, speaking of, and um, you know, when when you do intentions and whatnot, it's a lot of times would you agree that we keep living in the past based on our thought patterns and our emotional intelligence and we're not like consciously aware of it? And that's probably the issue of why people still struggle today.
1: I, I agree completely with that, Kimberly. And so just to kind of reinforce that point, listen, I live and breathe now emotional intelligence, you know, a day doesn't go by that I'm not thinking about it or reading something about it. But if I discontinue looking at these cards every single day, I notice that I fall back into those traps that you just mentioned. And you know, you, there's nothing we can do about the past, right? No. If, if, if we try, we fail, uh, there's nothing we can do. Forgiveness is the key as many others have said, yeah, you know, holding a grudge or resentment is like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies, right,
0: mm-hmm. and,
1: and it's just really painful and destructive to ourselves. So yeah, you got us, you got to be in the present. That's very hard to do as you just pointed out because that mind, is taking us. And then the other thing I've learned, Kimberly, that helps me a lot. And look, to your audience, as I mentioned, I have to work at this every day. And I, I fall off the wagon as well. Uh, it, it, I, It's not a perfect uh, uh, future, because you have to continuously work at it, just like, I think, anything else, right? Right. And you've got to continuously be, be curious. And so, yeah, uh, so what I've tried to do really hard every day as part of my intention setting is to live in the present and to be satisfied with and content with what I have and where I am. Right. And then mm-hmm. if, if, if I want to change that, then I set goals on how to, to do something differently in my life. If I want to, if I want to, think differently about how I make money. If I want to think differently about the kind of person I am, if, if, for instance, I didn't like the way I responded to somebody, you know what? I need to rethink that in the future, right? That was a trigger. And I need to understand how that's impacting me. Yeah. And then we go on. And those are just little bitty, you know, those things that we've done in the past, look, we all have, you can call them failures, I tend, I try to look at them as learning experiences and growth opportunities, but at the same time, look, if somebody wants to characterize them as failures, I'm okay with that. Google's one of Google's biggest, you know, arguably one of the most successful businesses in the world. One of their mantras is fail quickly, right? Mm -hmm. Get it out there. Try it. If it doesn't work, go on down the road, figure out what you learn from it. Right but we don't wanna do that over and over again. But trying new things, yeah, sometimes it's not going to work. Sometimes you're not gonna get it always right. Don't beat yourself up over it. The past is past, today's today, look ahead. How can I do things differently? And for me, what I've learned is rescripting that default because look, as you pointed out, they've been with us a long time, those default negative reactions. It's
0: not going to happen overnight. No. No. I I, I tell people, it's not like you go through a McDonald's fast-through drive-through and (laughs) there you go. It takes time. Success doesn't happen overnight. It's a process. And um, you mentioned something earlier. You know, it's just looking at a new perspective on failures and things that didn't work and then yes keep trying because then you'll like something clicks and it works it's just an experience that's it there's no wrong or right way there's no failure with it it's just experience and in order to gain knowledge and wisdom and understanding and you have that power to like okay this didn't work so let's try this you know and would you agree when you do, you know, the, in your process of transforming your emotional intelligence, reprogramming yourself, you're connecting to something um, so like a divine source of energy and then there's synchronizations that just have these opportunities and the right people come to you. It just, when that shift happens, things start working out.
1: Very true. It's very true because we stop obstructing ourselves. We stop self-destructing for the most part, right? Look, none of us are perfect. All of us will make mistakes, back to failure. I wish more people that have had success, financial success, personal success, whatever it is, that they would share with all of their audiences The failures that it took to get them there.
0: Right, they don't really talk about the failures. (laughs) They are just all about I did this and and whatnot. So yeah, yeah, I totally get that.
1: Yeah, and I think that would so help anybody out there to go look. It. To be fair, yeah, if you bought Bitcoin at two hundred dollars, you know you. you made a wise choice right but if you didn't sell at 67,000 and now it's down at 30,000 well maybe that wasn't the so they're going to come and they're going to go they're going to ebb and they're going to flow right the, right. the key thing uh, from an emotional intelligence standpoint is to remember that life is not about what happens to us life is how we manage or handle what happens in our lives right I agree. Yeah, because we can't go back and change what has happened. What we can do is manage it going forward. Right. And then the my other favorite uh, mantra kind of point is about resiliency, because, you know, it's all of, as, you, as you pointed out earlier. It's about grit. It's about perseverance. I know you didn't use those words, but that's what you're talking about. You're talking about Continuing on, right? We make a mistake, we go on, we learn from it, we go on. That's grit, that's perseverance. And then it's it's never about how far we fall that matters, right? Never. It's always about how high we bounce. Always about how high we bounce. And every single one of us has the ability to bounce back and even higher. Because life won't give us anything we can't handle. We right. know that but it depends on how we decide to handle it and the commitment we make to handle it. And hey, Kimberly, I wanna make it clear to your audience, it is not easy. It's, it's work, it's a challenge. I wish I could tell you with the snap of the fingers that you're going to change your destiny. It doesn't work that way.
0: No, it's a, it's a, a continuous like learning process. It is. And, it, and more things like, Things are constantly changing and evolving. So is the energy. You know, we're connected to everything, our planet. We're connected to other beings. We're, yes, spiritual beings, sexual beings inside of a human being. Yep. And we've been taught for so long that we're separate. That's, yeah. And now it's time, I think, that, you know, we should all, it's like a process of uniting together. And realizing, you know, I talk about history repeating itself. When are we going to wake up? Right. Yeah. And that's why I'm so glad that you're joining us today to help us discover about the emotional intelligence, what it really truly means and how we can take our power emotionally, even spiritually, even physically to, to be better than you know, our past and, you know, realizing because I, I even say it goes back to the womb.
1: Oh, I very you know, well could, yeah.
0: Being well in could. the mother's womb, because whatever the mother was feeling, guess what? That child was feeling it and experiencing it too, energetically and emotionally.
1: Stress, drugs, alcohol, tobacco, any of those things could impact that, energy. Right. And it's so interesting that you bring that term up because I as I've gotten more involved in emotional intelligence, I've kind of coined the phrase emotional energy. Right. And 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 we don't want to waste that. It is so valuable. Right. But every time we continue down that path of negative reactions, getting upset on the freeway, uh, throwing a fit when we don't get our way, uh, being jealous about somebody, or something, Um, all of that wastes our emotional energy. And it takes away that ability that you talk about, which is to use that energy to kind of create those relationships, right? And then as you just mentioned, um, yeah, because you never wanna dilute that, right? It's so powerful, you don't wanna dilute it by by little things that get, that are, you know, knocking you off your peace and your productivity. But um, the, that, so that energy piece that you talk about is so important and, and, and absolutely crucial. And so I encourage you to continue talking about it. So many people, but to bring it full circle, when you talked about the womb, we're talking about really kind of nutrition, right? That's the first nutrition that the child gets. Then as they get older, they continue nutrition. And what we're learning today is how strong a connection is to people's nutrition to their emotional intelligence.
0: Mm -hmm. if You're not feeding yourself right. How can you feed your your mind? What goes
1: in has to come out. So if we're feeding ourselves sugar, high caffeinated drinks, uh, these high energy drinks we're going to be up and down, and then ordinarily your emotions are going to be up and down. Yes. And you get despondent, you get euphoric, and it disrupts your relationships, and that's where we get back to that self-destruction uh, type thing. And it's, it's really challenging, but it's, it's such a good point you made. You have to connect those dots. You have
0: to. Yep, I agree with you on that. I'm constantly collect connecting the dots. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sorry. And I've always I've learned from Dr. Joe Battelli. You ask a question, question everything. Mm, Yeah. You know, I've become the investigator, the researcher, and the observer. Okay. You know, when something doesn't sound right, feel right, I question it. Good. And it leads to an answer, and then it leads to another question. Yeah. And that's how my, I guess, awakening happened because of, of what I've been through. Um, I was going to ask you, you know, since this pandemic and then with all this, the hate and, and violence that's been going on, you know, what what can we do? to help shift that?
1: Mm. Well, it's such a good question. And the pandemic has definitely exacerbated some of those challenges that we have as a society. Uh, But the the first thing I I think we need to recognize is people aren't born hating. It's taught. It's taught, it's It's, it's learned some way. And, And as horrible as that is and sounds, I actually think it's good news because it means it, it can be untaught mm-hmm. it can be relearned okay that that's the first thing I think we all need to appreciate from my perspective I think that's it the, the next thing I think people need to realize is that because I've been teaching and researching leadership for 30 years and that's part of the emotional intelligence concept we talk about emotional intelligent leadership but leadership matters Kimberly right whether it's in the workplace or whether it's our elected officials right leadership matters and so i encourage your listeners to really think about the leaders that we want to have in our country right and and to vote accordingly because words matter leadership matters words coming from leaders matter and we cannot underestimate the influence that leaders have on people and then the, the third piece of that from my perspective of course i'm pretty biased as you can tell in the ei and the leadership and because those are things I'm, i do all the time but then education because i've been a professor for 30 something years i'm a big believer in education and i i think in a lot of respects our leaders have failed us on both sides of the aisle because i we just haven't really focused enough time and energy and investment on education and i think the more education people have the more understanding they will have the greater perspectives they will have and i think that would mean less ignorance because if you think about hate and discrimination and uh, racial bias that's all built on a foundation of ignorance right right it's just and it's the antithesis of emotional intelligence because you're judging people well one of the first things you learn in emotional intelligence is you don't judge other people Mm-mm you don't judge other people right you you focus on you doesn't mean you don't pay attention to the world and how your actions impact the world i'm not talking about being an egocentric person i'm saying you be an authentic objective person right recognizing how your behavior and your thoughts and your words impact others but you don't judge others past no. yeah you know, yeah only love can conquer hate so if we all will stop judging other people and all spend our time loving other people because we have not walked in their shoes kimberly i know you know this i'm yep. telling no i'm telling Noah about the flood with your with your path uh, but we haven't walked in other shoes and so we don't know what's what's taken them to this point in their life and who are we to judge? anyway anybody else right so if we can stop judging and particularly judging people on the basis of the color of their skin oh my goodness right it's 2021 yeah we don't need yeah we don't need to focus on the color of people's skin we all need to be focused on the color of the air that we breathe right right that's the only color that we really need to be concerned about and together because it's going to going to take a village. So those are my thoughts on on, you know, imminent coming out of the pandemic. I'm hopeful it gave people more empathy. I'm hopeful it gave people more perspective. Um, And in some cases, I believe it did. But as we've seen, Kimberly, with the domestic terrorism and the uh, white supremacy movement, obviously, some people took it differently,
0: sadly. Yeah, I would agree with you. It it is sad and it's, it's, I believe we are the masters of our destiny. We are creators of our reality. And, you know, during this pandemic, I did a lot of reevaluation of, oh my gosh, because now I had that time to reflect. And I look around and I'm like, wow, everyone's like a robot they're busy 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 they're not taking the time you know and it's that it's like living in the past yeah history repeating itself and i'm like wow why isn't everybody like catching on to this like yeah. we change this but you guys are stuck like wake up that's why i started the podcast okay. wake up with kc yeah well
1: you know i told you about my wake up right and and you know and what i learned from that is that the people that don't get it don't get that they don't get it right mm-hmm. and, and, but but it's about all of us we all have blind spots right and it's about gently nudging people to see their blind spots but at the same time staying focused on your own right right yeah that that's that's pretty pretty good stuff so yeah i agree with you completely you're like hello but you know, just because we feel like we have gotten somewhat enlightened, as you know, you know, in our own personal journeys, everybody has to find their own. And I've learned they have to do that at their own pace.
0: Yes, I agree with you. And now you know, looking at, you know, seeing other people, you know, now getting out and about and whatnot, I just like look at them and I'm like, wow, that's interesting. And I just, you know, I, I just in my mind thought, I'm like, I hope you wake up soon. Life yeah. will be so much better for you. Good luck. And that's all I do. You know, instead of reacting or responding, I've learned to, you know, take a moment, pause, like a Selah moment. Good. Pause, think before you speak.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and be kind, no matter what.
1: Uh, yeah I had a speaker one time say always uh, always make sure the words coming out of your mouth taste good because you may end up having to eat them at some point in your life
0: well not only that but what you once you speak it you can't take it back
1: can not take it back and 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 our words matter you know as we, we've talked about the words matter and so you know when you when I think back in my life um, and I've read some autobiographies of people who have said similar things that we don't have many regrets, but the regrets we do have are around when we were unkind to people, right? And, and, and you wish you could go back and do something about that. An apology is, is great and it helps, right? But it's not gonna take away the, the hurt feelings uh, that, that you helped create. It's just not going to do that. So, yeah, so I agree with you 100%. Stop, think, try not to react, Right. Realize that you don't have to react to everything that happens in your life because it's the reaction that brings significance to the event. Going back to the driving uh, uh, analogy, you know, if we don't react, nothing happened. Right. And so there's no significance in that in our life. If we get angry and upset and we take that to home and we take it into the workplace, that those ripples coming out of that stone, throwing in the middle of that pond can just totally change the direction of one's life and not typically in an intentional way. Right. right? And so that's why it's so important. So the self-awareness component is all about what do I typically react to and how do I react and do I want to be that person, right? And and spending some time with that, literally deciding and defining and establishing who you want to be and how you want to behave or respond in the future. Then the self-regulation aspect is, um, you know, not getting upset, not reacting, self-soothing, talking yourself off the ledge, de-escalating. Because Kimberly, one of the other things we've learned is that, If you're out on the road and you get angry and upset, that's probably your conflict resolution style.
0: Oh, explain. Well, think about
1: that. Right. If if that's conflict. Right. Somebody cuts us off on the freeway. We've lost our control. We don't like it. A lot of people feel the urge to retaliate. Right. And that's that's how we have, that's their personality. Those are those reactions coming out that have been built up time and time again. And so when they get jealous with somebody, they want to retaliate. When they uh, get, don't get their way, they're going to throw a fit. Or, or I, in some of my talks, I'll ask people, I say, have you ever, are, how many of you are control freaks? And of course, nobody wants to raise their hand to that. But control is about getting our way, right? Well, hell, everybody I know wants to get their way, but it's how you respond when you don't get your way is the emotional intelligence side of things. If you're a retaliator, if you yell and scream, if you give. And so I say to how many of you have given. So they say, well, I'm not a control freak. I said, well, how many of you have given somebody the cold shoulder or the silent treatment? Well, almost everybody raises their hand then. Right. But that's an example of negatively reacting when you don't get your way, right? And then I had a woman come up to me one time, she was a little older, but she came to me and she said, young man, I want you to know that I've been giving my husband the silent treatment for 20 years until I found out that he liked it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> right, so look, it, it, it takes all kinds, but let me, let me just wrap that up. So this the The self-regulation is, you know, it's such an important piece. It's learning to de-escalate. It's learning to disagree without being disagreeable. It's learning to apologize. It's, you Mm -hmm. know, an apology means we value the relationship more than we do our ego. See, and and so if you look at the foundation for emotional intelligence, it goes way back to Kabbalah and many other uh, philosophical groups, way back. And it just the term emotional intelligence was coined by Daniel Goleman and, and and some other folks uh, more recently, but it goes way back. and And their premise was the ego is the enemy, and if you think about it, it often is, right? I've been right. watching a show on TV. Um, I, I can't remember at the top of my head, but it it had an incredible quote last night if I can remember something about the my, it takes me a long time to walk around my garden of pride. Wow. Right. I was like, Oh my gosh, I got to write that down. <laughs> I was like, okay. That, and, and it's exactly what we're talking about when we talk about self-regulation. And, uh, and then of course we're talking about being innovative, creating our new self. Right being curious as you're talking about lifelong learning, lifelong curiosity, not focusing on the past, right? See, I don't like things like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I don't, like. Well, if, it's, if it's not broken, let's, how can we make it better? Right. right? Or, yeah, what, let's, don't, don't give me that trite stuff. I don't go for that. It is what it is. No, it's not. It's that way because some people are making it that way. And if it's not supposed to be that way, Let's make it differently. But you got to have a conversation about it. And then the last piece is um, uh, empathy. And it's arguably, from my perspective, the most important aspect of emotional intelligence. As we've talked about walking in other shoes, my favorite analogy of empathy is empathy is looking at a shredded chicken salad from the chicken's perspective. (laughs) And it's really true, right? And, right. And it's, and compassion.
0: It's, it's, showing yeah,
1: compassion. Showing compassion. But it doesn't mean it, it doesn't mean doing everything for other people. It means accepting people for who they are, recognizing that they see things differently than you do. And that's OK. Their and path,
0: they're at where they're at for whatever reason.
1: Their path has taken them there. But that's why travel is so important. Because you view different perspectives. If you haven't seen the shanties in Mexico, then you really don't understand what true poverty is. If you haven't seen a Palestinian refugee camp, you don't understand what displacement really means.
0: Right. You know, and it's
1: th- those things. It's like, um, I think it was Mark Twain, it could have been somebody else that said, uh, the world is like, uh, the world is like a book. If you are not traveling, you're only reading the first page. Right? And and because and that's why I, I go back to education, because it opens our eyes, it gives us different perspectives. And that's the key to empathy. And that's I, I can't and, and learning to listen empathically will change your audience's life. It really wow. will. Listen, yeah, listening from your authentic objective self. How what somebody's telling you impacts them rather than how what they're telling you impacts you right moving out of that egocentric uh lens that most of us growing up work from but mm-hmm. having the ability ultimately as you have pointed out as your work has shown as your thought processes have shown ultimately becoming more authentic more objective who we really want to be and then using that energy to positively impact uh, ourselves personally and professionally.
0: Wow. Steven, since things are starting to open up again and whatnot, do you have any workshops or events coming up that you could share with us?
1: I, 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 uh, I don't have anything right now. I've got several things on the drawing board. And it's very sweet of you to ask, but I'm right now focusing on the legal side of things, Kimberly, because hotels, restaurants, airlines are struggling mightily to get open, to hire good people. So I'm trying hard to work with them on how to create the right culture, right, to accommodate those people and get the right people back into the workplace. And so I don't have any emotional intelligence uh concepts coming up but i'll have my team share with you uh our our uh, emotional energy tips that they can get on twitter and uh they come out uh, usually once a week and of course they're all there if they want to take the time to scroll through them but uh look from just a suggestion standpoint daniel Goldman's emotional intelligence and he wrote a second book called working with emotional intelligence I suggest listening to it rather than reading it. I just found it to have a bigger impact. But you know, Kimberly, I'm gonna leave your group with one final suggestion about a book, and and that is um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Uh, 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 Life is habits, right? And Uh we can change those habits and he identified seven really good ones. I know it's an old book, but I try to encourage all of my students to this day to read it. It made a profound impact on me. And I think that goes a long way toward transitioning in, from those poor negative habits, reactions to the positive ones that you talked about.
0: Well, I look forward to those little bookmarks too. And Let's I want to pair that with the audience as well. So. I look forward to that. And it was a pleasure having you on Wake Up With Casey today. Thank you so much, Stephen, for sharing your wisdom and knowledge and sharing your energy as well.
1: Well, it's a pleasure to be with you. I love what you're doing. Keep it going. A lot of people need to hear your message, and I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. Thank you.
0: Well, that was a very amazing Influential interview with Stephen on emotional intelligence. I hope this helped you today. Look forward to another amazing interview next Monday. Do you agree that you know it's time that we all wake up and take responsibility, even for our ancestors that did not know any better? been waiting patiently to have this kind of conversation.